Welcome back to 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast, a show focused on highlighting the illustrious Prairie View A&M University, the HBCU of Texas, by promoting SWAC and the HBCU experience, featuring your fellow PB Panthers, Roland Austin, Jay Cleasy, Big Mike Washington, Dr. Jay Kenyatta Caville, Dean of HBCU Sports, three-time SWAC champ Gati Werema, former drum major HBCU band historian Shanetta Haskell, and Al Williams, driving the show from the hill. Please subscribe and give us five stars on social media at 1876SCP. And don't forget, we do it for the culture. Welcome to the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. I am driving the ship today, Al Williams. Today we have with us Jay Cleasy, Big Mike, Roland, and Shanetta. What's going on? Man, re- recuperation uh, mode. I know exactly. that's right. Got that first tailgate under your belt. Dust <laughs> the yeah, cobwebs man. off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I think I think we're a little bit rusty. <laughs> you think? Uh, which way does the tent go? <laughs> <laughs> Who bringing the grill? <laughs> I, I, how about I put in the sign up starts at noon, but nobody show up to two. <laughs> so, so tell me, man, I wasn't able to make it to the yard. So was, was it packed? What was the atmosphere like? Was it pre pandemic, you know, pre pandemic level or are we still kind of easing back in? I was oh, it was a full house. Man, considering the rain. Yeah. Oh, it was a great environment. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was surprised to see that many TSU tailgaters. <clears throat> down there but it was it was nice considering the rain people like screw it rain or no rain we were gonna tailgate the cues were stepping in the rain and i tried to get Roland to come on with me because they were a little young but Roland act like he had hamstring knee problems whatever <laughs> the way my kneecaps I, are set up <laughs> that was, you're not gonna make me go viral buddy <laughs> Friends like y'all, y'all sit there recording. Are you all right? Why you got your feelings? I tried my best motivation. Let's go get him, Roland. And he was like, "No, nah, man, my knee, my back, my everything." It wasn't enough liquid courage in me at that point. It was <laughs> to make bad decisions. I was still making coherent decisions at that point. Already. So, what were the stands like, man? Did they have the band on the home side or still on the away side? What, what was that like? Well, the band was on the home side because Texas Southern, the ocean was there. So they were on the visitor side. So maybe when the band, when the visiting band doesn't um, come, maybe they'll have the the Panthers, the storm on the uh, the visiting side. But it was set up for a battle and it was great. I tell you what, you could definitely tell a difference, though, with them being on the same side as the homes crowd. I couldn't hear them at all. And I remember last season with them on the opposite side and they're blowing straight at you, it makes a big difference. Yeah, maybe that's the next uh, stadium improvement back there on that hill in that uh, in that end zone. They need to build the, the bandstand so you can hear them on both sides. Well, you got to ask yourself, and I know we're going to get in, we don't want to take too much from band, but, you know, do you want that intimidation factor or do you want to enjoy, you know, so you got to ask yourself which side of the field you want to sit on to enjoy it. But- yeah. 
I was going to say, I think too, it depends on where you sat because I could hear both of them. Of course, you're going to hear the visiting band more because they're blowing at you, but the storm is coming with sound. So I heard it. And that's a, that's a key to their sound because if you heard them and you were facing away from them, they were blowing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you one thing I found out that has occurred over the last year. Um, Man, last season, I could see the numbers on the jerseys. This season, sitting up in the suites, the numbers was blurry as hell, man. I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to have to start wearing these damn glasses, bro. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm going to have to just go on and... He's been hey, fighting man. for years. See? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club, bro. bro. Yeah. I don't bring mine out either, man. But last night, I was struggling, too. I was like, does, does, since when does a 15 look like an 18? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm Probably gonna give me a new the first and the th- Never mind. <laughs> you know, when y'all fools start showing up with binoculars, man, I'm done. I'm telling you, I'm done. <laughs> me call my daddy and ask him he still got his binoculars. See? <laughs> but no, All man, right, it man. was a great environment, though. Great, great yeah, it was great. All right, I look forward to talking into talking some more football here in our next segment. But you know, last week we talked about. Uh, the student loan forgiveness. We were a little excited, you know, folks getting right off 10 or 20 grand. So listening to the news this week, there are 13 or 14 states that are looking to tax that loan forgiveness as income. Come on, bro. They gonna That's steal your joy one way or the other. Yeah, there's no reprieve for the middle class. Seriously, but it, exactly. It's fine. <laughs> we can't I mean, even get forgiven. <laughs> No. no. So Did North Carolina, money? bruh, North Carolina has already, they're basically pushing it through. Now you got Mississippi and two other states that are going to do the same. And for a grand total of 13 states who uh, have the ability to do it, and these are all uh, states with state income tax. Lucky for us, if you're in Texas, it ain't a problem because there's no state income tax. But right. man. You That's best believe uh, your buddy up there, he'd figured out a way to do it if he could. But I will. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Let's say I'm sure there was some correlations <laughs> between. <laughs> <laughs> I was, this, this is not a political show, but I knew there there has to be some correlation there. But hey, um, but it all ties together because we talk about swag. We talk about HBCUs, a bulk of the swag. Well, all the swag schools, as we mentioned last week, I believe, are in red states. And so as we approach in voting time, November, we got to turn out, man. SWAT needs to turn out and vote in your local elections because you got foolishness like this that's being pushed by your local elections. It's not the president pushing this. It's your your governor, your senators or whatever. So SWAT, you got to turn out and vote on this upcoming election. Um, Sidebar there, (laughs) educate yourself before you go out and vote. You know, I, I know everybody's going to flood the streets with their names and you're going, oh, yeah, I recognize that guy. Educate yourself on what you're voting for, because yeah. I'm sorry, you, you can go straight party and you will mess yourself over with someone that does not <laughs> represent your views. So yeah. educate yeah. yourself, whatever not- way you vote. <laughs> figure out what you're voting for and who you're uh, voting for. You're not voting for the candidates. You're voting for the issues, really. Yes. Uh, so when you say educate, you may be voting for somebody that, you know, agrees with, you know, brothels near a church or something. You don't even know it. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to say it, know. but thank you. <laughs> I'm 52 years old. I can say a lot. 
my mama still listens. So, <laughs> you know, th that brings home a point of what we see our, our, our brethren and sister and going through a couple states over here in Jackson, Mississippi with this water crisis. Oh. Years of neglect of that water system. You know, I'm from Michigan, so the, the Flint water crisis uh, rings, you know, really close to my heart. And to see this happening again in, in just a, a matter of, of, of years is telling. And it seems like one of the big data points is where does this always seem to happen? Yep, in our communities. Yep. Look, I had a great um, conversation with um, one of our good friends down there who's a native Jackson, um, Reginald Thompson Jacksonian. and um, Jacksonian, sorry, only in height. But, you know, he was kind of echoing those same sentiment. You know, these are some systemic issues that have been going on for far too long. And again, <laughs> it's about who we're voting for and what we're voting on. We know the racism exists. We know that there's some 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 shadiness amongst those lines. We know that redlining still exists. It's just a little bit more um, convoluted and a little bit grayed out, but it's still there. And we got to do better with demanding more from the people that we're putting in office. Mm -hmm. And you Absolutely look at it. Correct. I saw a couple of articles, uh, you know, the Washington Post or whatever. And, you know, we get jaded by, OK, this is happening. But look at this, the root cause of it. You know, it's failing infrastructure the infrastructure that protects <clears throat> individuals in certain communities. And we have politicians that don't support that infrastructure because it doesn't support their community. And over time, it's only a matter of time that that infrastructure, not only waste our water treatment facilities, but roads, bridges, other stuff begins oh, to true. fail in certain communities. And we're just seeing, unfortunately, another example. Yep. Yep. We're, we're talking about 40 years worth of deferred maintenance <laughs> on a community that's 80% African-American. Yep. That's ridiculous. All right. I'm, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, man, before I get get in my feelings here. <laughs> uh, so um, we did have some really good news. You know, uh, this is a contrast where we can talk about some really solid and really strong leadership. The SWAT commissioner, alumnus of the HBCU of Texas, Prairie View A&M, Dr. Charles McClellan, uh, got a three-year extension as the SWAT commissioner this week. So that I thought that was good news. What do you guys think? That was awesome news. And when he visited the suite yesterday, that was the first thing we said. Congratulations on extend getting your contract extended. And we was like, they did what they were supposed to do. So uh, he is taking SWAT to new heights and he will continue to push us to where we need to go. And it's going to be off. It's bright skies ahead for the SWAT. Yeah, that was the first thing you asked him. I asked him for 50 cents. I mean, that's a nice little contract. Excuse <laughs> me, brother. Can you spare a dime? And his follow-up was, his follow-up was, it was an extension, but you ain't hear nothing about no <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what he uh, said. Uh, that's exactly what he said. So, <clears throat> no, I, I agree. So, do we need Let's, to start passing this hat? Because I don't want no foolishness. Yeah, we... <laughs> Do we need to, uh, a love offering? Right. We got it till twenty twenty eight. So not yet, but get your dimes, nickels, and quarters ready. Exactly. All right. So we we gonna need to call the ushers forward and uh, <laughs> get this love offering going for Doctor McClellan because uh, we definitely need him in that SWAC office as he has directed the SWAC probably into greater heights than we've seen in the last thirty years. Uh, most certainly with the expansion, Easy. adding FAMU and uh, Bethune-Cookman, and that expansion may not be done 
but uh, some of the uh, contracts that we are now signing for TV deals and, and uh, naming rights and I mean, you name it, they have their hands in it. You heard a couple of weeks ago when FAMU had their compliance issue, where was a first, what was the first thing that happened? The SWAC office sent folks down to help them with their paperwork. Yeah. Leadership in action, buddy. Leadership in action. That is that yeah. is leadership. leadership. So yeah. hats off to Dr. McClellan. Strategic, strategic. There's more to come. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. All right, man. So uh last thing before we we talk some uh talk some football, volleyball season is kicked off. And you know, we we got we got some we got some new hitters on the squad this year. So Coach Tasho is 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 getting some dogs, like she said. <laughs> So, yeah, she she spent the last few months on social media promoting all the new dogs she done bought in. And uh, one of those new dogs just got Swack Volleyball Newcomer of the Week. Yeah. Yep. All right. um, that's, that's Kylie Owens, right? Yeah, yep. Kylie Owens. A freshman uh, from Culver City, California. Yeah. She, outside hitter. Yeah, she had – I love the stat. I just love saying it. She had 15 kills. Versus Idaho State Bengals uh, in the Big Sky Conference, so she recorded another eleven kills against Southeastern Louisiana. I just love that stat. I just love saying it. That's my favorite stat in in sports. A kill. So, but anyway, <laughs> so uh, kudos to her. So. All right, all right, all right. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back to talk some football. Second and five. are back let's talk some football man I, I you know what i'm with bubba and them bubba got that first w so yes sir there we go we on the roll and i tell you what i mean that defense is just as stingy as it was last year it was butter baby <laughs> <laughs> yes sir what'd you uh. see joe Man, it was so after the, the 30 minute or so rain delayed, the f- action finally got started. Let's just say we all started off a little bit nervous with the kick return yep. that luckily got returned. So we had a chance to uh, reset that game. But once I think I think the defense, that first series of defense kind of felt their way through it, through it a little bit. But then as the game went on after that first series, that first possession, uh, the defense, that front seven, stood up and showed that they were a bunch of grown men across that defensive line led by uh, Troy James. He had a great game. Uh, Kevin Victorian had a great game. And then our linebacking core, we got probably the deepest linebacking core in the SWAC. Uh, Trey Green, who's now zero, was all over the field yeah. defensively. Um, a newcomer, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, the freshman, uh, number nine was in the middle of the field. I didn't know who he was. Uh, this was his first game action for pre- for Prairie View. Uh, he was all over the field as well at linebacker. Name, you, you kept, kept hearing his name, name. man. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, you're gonna get to know him pretty soon. So yes, yeah, sir. the defense looked looked good. Um, it was TSU who had an improved offense and an improved quarterback, but we held them up for under 200 yards total offense for the game. So I'll take that. That's a good starting point. Uh, I'll further take that and take that to holding the second team or preseason second team all swag, uh player uh, player in one Mr. Uh, body, uh, held them to 60, a little under 60 yards. 
And here's this stat. If you count the average number of plays, yards per play in the air, and the average number of yards per play on the ground, we held them to roughly five yards per play. They didn't get – they averaged five yards per play. That's that's saying something against a, a high a defense uh, offense that was thought to be highly improved and was going to be one of the tops in the SWAC. They still may be. They're an X factor. But that defense, I don't think anybody expected our defense to dominate in that fashion. And in addition to that, special teams came out to play. Absolutely. Yeah, they kicked a, a, a punt. I haven't seen a, a PV block a punt, and I don't, I don't remember it ever happening. So – if y'all recall it happening, please advise me of it. But I saw that was awesome. I believe it was Bryce Jane, Bryce Turner that killed, uh, kicked, uh, blocked that punt. So special teams, if, if you can see good special team play from game one of a season, man, I you got to be happy with that. I feel field goal kicker. Yep. Yes. 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 Money. Give a shout out to we, that. We're gonna start calling him money. Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> I thought I think he was back. Uh, he was getting ready to kick a field goal. We were like, is he gonna make this? Oh yeah, he had he had five or ten yards yeah. to spare. Mm-hmm. I mean, what up, baby? And all right, so we gotta come up with a nickname for this backfield, man. We had two running backs Ooh. over a hundred yards, man. We need we need a nickname. They are deserving of a nickname for that show out on the ground. I mean, you didn't have to throw the ball because you were running it down their throat. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jaden Stewart, 22 for 119 yards, two touchdowns. And then Ahmad Antoine came out with 24 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. They both, not only did they run with power, but they were breakaway speed. Yeah. Deal I mean, with you have one running back with those stats, and you you know you're looking at the stat sheet like, oh, this is a really good game. You got two. Yep. Man, they they need a nickname, bro. We gonna I work call on them this. the Centurions. Hey, and <laughs> and that means you got Mosley sitting pieces. on the bench who didn't even get a chance to really carry the ball. Who's a, yes. who's a breakaway back too? So you got the most depth at running back that I've seen in quite some time. Yep. And then now we, you know, he didn't get to play the whole game. Uh, but QB one, Mr. Conley, he 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 looked like he was running at a different speed than everyone else whenever he took off. Yeah, yeah. And, and on that yeah. that seventy yard run, it seemed like he was playing with them boys. Yeah, he slowed up. He slowed up the last. He he slowed up the last five yards. I'm seriously. He he kicked it into a whole yeah. new gear. And then he pushed the turbo button. For the last 15 yards to, to, to take it into the end zone. Yeah. So, so yeah, but we knew a, that is a talent that we we kind of missed last year. I mean, uh Puma Pass was good, but he didn't have that kind of speed. No, uh no. when when you no. got County with that kind of speed and that deep ball arm, I mean you that defense has to respect it. So you're gonna yeah. keep those guys in the box. So yeah. I, I was just I was really thrilled to see him do well. You know, I was watching it on the streams. And when he went down, it looked like it was a knee or ankle injury, and they went straight to the commercial. So we couldn't tell if he got up and walked off or what happened. Yeah, it, it was a cramp. It looked it looked like a cramp to me. Um, word was that if, if they needed him to come back in the game, he could have. But we may have somebody on to tell to get us more detail about that in a couple minutes. But I really hoped – I hate that he, he had to leave early because I really wanted to 
see him given the opportunity to throw the ball more, but it seemed as though Coach Fredericks had his game plan coming into the game to uh, run it down TSU's throat, which they did successfully. So, of course, if you're running a ball like that, as you mentioned, Al, then if it ain't broke, then we're not going to fix it. So that's what we're going to keep doing. They kept it vanilla, probably also with a second uh, motivation of not wanting other SWAC opponents to see the full playbook. So it'll be really interesting to see what playbook, what the playbook looks like next week in Abilene. Yes, yeah, absolutely. They want to see the full. They, they want to see the full power of the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, one one more point on that defensive side: the rotation of players. You mentioned the depth that they were able to rotate numbers of players to keep them fresh to the end of the game. So you didn't have folks winded at the end of the games, cramping up because they rotated, and that's going to go a long way, particularly when you get in the crux of that swag schedule and you on the road against somebody. You're going to have some fresh players, and they did it efficiently. So. So I, I, that was one of my takeaways. Yeah. That front seven is deep. I, yeah. I, I, I struggle to find a, a deeper front seven on the west side. Now, we know that team on the east has some <laughs> awesome depth that they're just playing right now in Orange Blossom Classic. But on the, on the west side, nobody oh, yeah. can beat us on, on depth on the front seven. Oh, I know we didn't. We don't have the stats to actually to confirm this, but, you know, com- we didn't have as many uh, penalties as we have seen in oh, some previous yeah. years. Yeah, those things have always hurt us, and I was really proud to see that we, you know we, we had, finally got that stuff under control. I think it, it had I don't know how accurate seven for sixty one, um, and in the, in a game that that's pretty low, only sixty one yards. And of yeah. course, you talk to coach uh, the OC, you'll talk to uh, the head coach that wanted lower, but there were some teams this weekend that had like ten for one hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah. Across the swack and the MEAC. So, not not a bad showing at all. So, I, hey, we got out of here 1 and 0. Oh. We are in first place in the swack, and let's hold it there uh, for the rest of the season. Because, based on what we saw today in the Orange Blossom Classic, uh, <laughs> it looks like State is going to be coming out of the East. <laughs> so, uh, let, let's try and get that game on the hill instead of us having to get in the, get in the car and drive yeah. over to Jackson. So, because, you know, we got water. I, no, that was too soon. That was too soon. <laughs> Sorry. All right. That was commercial. And <laughs> I <know>. unnecessary. <laughs> I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> let's close this out, man. We'll be right back. And we are back to talk some band. Shanetta, week week one is out of the gate. So what did you see? I saw a lot. I'm excited. Man, the the atmosphere was 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 amazing. Um, I will definitely say that. Um, and what I want to do is just talk through the sequence of events. So I want to touch on zero quarter, the halftime, and then fifth quarter. So zero quarter, um, we I think we got a little extra because of that rain delay. Um, one thing I will definitely have to do is give kudos to the Ocean of Soul, okay? They did not come to play with the storm, and I think they have put all of the swack on notice that they are not the Ocean of Soul of old okay their arrangements are clean their energy is in the stand the energy in the stands is just on point um so zero quarter kudos to them okay i think that was an excellent way to say 
we dogs too. Um, the Marching Storm, I think last season, in my opinion, I kept saying, you know, the song selection was an issue for us. So was very, very, very pleased when I heard them play Stevie's uh, Master Blaster. That, that was jamming. The arrangement itself is nice. They just need to execute it a little bit better, but definitely need to keep that in their arsenal for future zero and fifth quarters. Yeah, um, that's a brass run for your for yeah. your behind right there. Yeah. That, da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was good. You know, so, um, halftime. So the Ocean of Soul, you know, they started their show with a tribute to the the victims of Uvalde. So, I mean, I thought that was nice, a really nice touch. So God bless them for that. Um, as far as their field show, if the goal is to imitate and duplicate the human jukebox of Southern University, they met the goal. She said, they met the goal. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, you look like baby Southern. Um, they did take baby son. Hey, I, will- I know, I know she's right, but that's like medicine. You, you, you know, it's good, but you got to take it anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's at least a pre adolescent southern <laughs> baby. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they're marching eight to five. The formations, I mean, it definitely looks like you have a band director from southern who's basically teaching you how they do their drills. Um, so again, that, that's what that's what their drill looked like to me. They did take a, you know, they did go ahead and play Swamp uh, on the field, which was a little dig to purview. Um, I'm not a fan of doing that. I'm really not. Um, you'll have people say, well, the Storm played torture. Well, the difference is, and we all know if you follow Ocean, they, they are known to play torture. But at the end of the day, torture was written for the Jacksons, Okay. You you all do a rendition of it. The swamp was written for Purview and in Marching Storm. That's, That's our story. That's our song. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> with that, you know, I think I think Texas Southern did fine, right? Um, now, as far as the storm, when it comes to the halftime show, there were some check marks for me. Did the Cat Five come out and open it the way they need to? Check. They did. Okay. The sound on the field check um the tempo of the drill still a bit too slow for me again i cannot stress enough if you speed that tempo up a bit it forces you to pump and drive okay um black foxes check 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 i don't think i speak about them enough they looked amazing the technique when they first started the first the, the three of them that came out first um one of them being shelby we saw her on the series march um, the, the head black fox, they looked amazing. Uniforms were stunning. They definitely complete the band. So again, I want to spend some more time talking about them later, but um, definitely A plus job uh, from our black foxes. Um, as far as the, the fast cadence, y'all, y'all know I hate it. Um, I, you know, it's one of those traditions that I, I just don't, uh, it, it would be okay to cut it out. It'd be okay. Um, Cause it, they're just not, they're just not hitting it for me. Um, the dance routine. Now, remember last week I talked about the Bell of the Bands, and I said that you can use Michael Jackson to do your drill number, but not your dance. So I was pleasantly surprised when they changed the dance routine. This was actually... They were listening? I don't know. I don't know. But the dance routine was nice. I mean, a a combination of, uh, hey, they play Swamp. 
they were crunk. Like I have to give it to them. I, I actually enjoyed, you know, and I kid you not, I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. And then they got into that dance formation. And I was like, fingers crossed. And again, I was pleasantly surprised. So good job. Good job. The energy was there. So yeah, kudos. If I could stand up, I would and give them a standing ovation for the halftime show. Now let's move to the fifth quarter. Okay. The streets are talking. The streets uh -oh. are talking. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. And I have to agree with the streets. I've got to give fifth quarter to the ocean of soul. Oh, I just, no. Oh, man. I have to. <laughs> Ouch. It is. Not baby seven. Song selection, song selection. However, I will say this too. I, I hate to say this. Whoever is arranging for PV, you're not writing it to the strength of your band. I, the one of the one of the comments explain that I saw, it. you gotta explain it. The strengths. I mean, PV. I don't know if our trumpets are are the best, but you've got a pretty decent baritone section. TS, you got a nice baritone section, which is why you heard the baritones carrying a lot of that melody. They got a, a good uh, bass, good tubas. So the strengths of your your um your band. So right now, I don't know where our strengths are. we normally have. Say it again. Do we have more baritones than we usually have? I felt like it was very baritone deep. It's it's a big band. And to be honest with you, you know, and I always say PV sounds good, but for the size of that band, I think they should sound better. So I don't know. I mean, it could come just down to musicianship. You know, someone made a comment and they said, when did it become the marching orchestra and not the marching storm? Oh, I will say this though it was a really great feeling to have them play Swamp at the end of the routine it felt a whole lot like we finally got an answer to that JSU yeah. rocks the house yeah. I liked it because I you know it gets our fans crunk right there yeah. at the end of the show and it keeps that momentum going even after you leave the field. So I definitely like playing yeah. that at the end. You you definitely for her felt the energy when they played Swamp and they played it. You felt the energy in the crowd. Yeah. And, the, and the, here's the thing though is what I want PV to do because what 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 tends to happen is they'll do their next show and they won't include it. Like there <laughs> there should be elements of yeah. the show. The Eye yeah. of the Storm should be that should be your new tradition. Yes. Right. Coming off your your they call it a sideline blowdown. Your new tradition should be swamp. Like so yep. there's certain things that don't get old. And that's what I don't understand about the leaders in this band. They just do not care about tradition. JSU rocks the house, never gets old. It's a get ready, right? here I come, never gets old. Gremlin comes off the field the exact same way for the last 10 years. It doesn't get old. It's what your fans look forward to is when they can participate. So what I would encourage all of our listeners to do is learn the words to Swamp so that when they do start saying it, can you imagine if the entire stadium has started saying that with them, what type of atmosphere that would have been? So we have those Thunderous. lyrics. We got those uh -huh. lyrics uh, last fall, I want to say. Sam Maybe we need to post those lyrics so no, that all of our fans think we're going to print them off on the fan or the towel or something so you exactly. have it there with you hey. when you at the game. Just hey. read, read from your Hold programs up. in you unison, give us, please. You giving ideas away. Hey, man, don't be Edit that out. Giving away, <clears throat> giving away family secrets, baby. I know. <laughs> but no, I do. I just really wish because I really, I hope that the next time that I'm talking, 
you know, the next real uh, competition is Grambling. And I hope that I'm able to talk about when they played Swamp, when they did the Eye of the Storm, and that they don't just completely change and do something. Because again, that's just guaranteed house. I don't care how poorly Grambling does. They've got two signature moves. They're going to do it and they're going to get house for And it just, your fans would just completely forget, okay, this, this show sucks. So again, I, I I really hope that we can uh, build a tradition on that. So um, one thing I also will say that I want PV's leadership to do, I don't care if we are winning 70 to zero or losing 70 to zero, your job is to set the atmosphere of this game. I feel like once we start losing or get too high, Y'all remember school days? Remember school yeah. days? Scene mm-hmm. when it was crunk and they started losing. And it was like, I feel like that happened. So it's like, just set the tone. And maybe because, you know, when I was at PB, we were always losing. So we were going to party regardless. That's all uh, we had. That's all we got. Yeah. All we, got. <laughs> we just went to the game to see y'all. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, this going back and forth, this battling French ones, dude, no play. Play, please. And Just so, play. yeah. So, my take on Labor Day Classic again, I got to go with the ocean as far as the stands, but I'm going with the storm for halftime. All right. So, we get to see them again, not next Saturday, but next Sunday. Talk about that. So, yeah. So, they were invited to play for the season opener for the Houston Texans game. So, the, uh, the HBCU of Texas. We'll be opening up the uh, the game for the the second best football team here in in the state of Texas. Um, get the start, man. Come on, show here now. You know, <laughs> you came with some fire today, now. Nah. Ain't playing with y'all. Oh, so, but no, so that um, and and I know people they're probably wondering why they're not going to play with Abilene Christian. I don't know what they have. I'm assuming they didn't have a contract with Abilene Christian because I can't see them breaking a contract. Um, would I want them to? support support the football team I I do um I think they're ambassadors for you know I mean for our school but I do understand the exposure that they'll get playing in Houston and and after what I saw yesterday what Texas Southern did in those stands you may want to get that exposure um for those fans All right. And that check. You know Ooh, what, man? I yeah. will say this. You said they sound like baby Southern when they started doing them jugs, them plugs, especially when they start playing yeah. swamp. I said, uh oh, this is feeling real reminiscent of Southern, of that Southern well, game. Yeah. Uh, I thought, well, we was, thought, it, thought it was about hands. to be a little. Well, well <laughs> we they, hands. that's how them, you get a trombone. <laughs> that, that, that dancing format they had where they break out in the four quarters, uh-huh. uh, that, that's, that's all Southern. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I was like. Something's been doing that for years. They're going to put the score on the, on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but no, but no, I, I can't. I don't want to, again, the, the, the field show for the ocean was a miss for me, but I can't deny what they did in the stands. I, I just can't. Um, kudos to them. Uh, but I want to say, and I think I said it last week, you know, even last season, sounding good is just not enough in this sweat. It's just not. And you can't sleep on any band. Anyone that thinks that we just need to get ready for Grambling and Southern and Jackson State, please, Texas Southern will come and blow you out of your stadium. One of the things, one thing I read was one band came with something to prove and the other one did, didn't think they needed to. 
And mm. I think every man, when you go out, you have something to prove. So. Mm. Wow. Right. Drop the mic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end that right there. So uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Meet Me at the Flagpoles. Hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. 1876 Sports and Culture is proud to call Anchor.fm our official podcast distributor. So let me ask you this. Do you like podcasts and have maybe thought about creating your own? Well, check this out. At Anchor.fm, whether you are a rookie or a pro, this is the perfect platform for your voice to be shared. With Anchor, you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast all for free, making the experience simple and smooth. Don't even worry about developing your audience. Anchor distributes your content with just a single tap. So what are you waiting for? Get started on Anchor.fm today. And we are back with Meet Me at the Flagpoles. And this week we have none other than QB1, Trazon Conley. He is 8-1 and one now as a starter for the Prairie View A&M University Panthers. Trazon, what's going on, bro? Uh, nothing much. Everything pretty good. All right, cool, man. Hey, I was streaming the game, so when I saw you go down and, you know, the coach, first thing he did was he grabbed your leg and then they went to commercial. And I'm walking around like, come on, man. Uh-uh, not, I, I rebuke it. The devil is a lie. <laughs> was that a cramp or what was that? It was just a cramp. Uh, I caught a cramp in both of my calf muscles. That was it. All right, all right. So we got to get you some pickle juice, bro. Because yeah. <laughs> boys out there walking around like Fred Sample, man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Trajan, t- tell us about that first game. You know, getting getting that first snap and at game speed. Um, uh, how did it feel running the, running the ship again at the hill? It felt pretty good. Just operating everything. You know, getting the flow of the game. We ain't really played in a long time, so actually getting a different opponent to go out there and play against. It was, it was pretty new. Uh, it was man, the defense and number two. He was trying to speed up all the pass rushes. Everything that he could, he was definitely trying to dipping in, dipping out. It was cool. Um, it was just the front. The front was just a different speed that we had to play against because we had to block it different than the four-man front. That's all it was. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, Trazon, congratulations again on the victory. Glad to hear you're okay. And uh, we, I think we're trying to scan the internet for some pickle juice. You thought we were playing. So, <laughs> so but uh, – you know, this year you've taken the reins as definitive leader. Say big mama name say get some pickle juice. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. So, uh, yeah, so you've taken the reins of this and this as the definitive leader in the organization. You you know, clearly had command of the offense. You got this first one down. Now you got Abilene coming up, incarnate word. You know, and then Southern, you know, what two or three things would you like to would you like to improve most as you get closer to that Southern and eventually Grambling game? Um, played a great game, but surely there's two or three things you want to build on in the next two or three, four, two, three, four games. What would you say they are? Uh, that'd be passing efficiency. Um, we're really efficient with our passing game at all. We understood it was a five man box, so we just go run the ball consistently until they got out of it. But they didn't want to change it. So, I mean, if it ain't broke. Yeah. It ain't broke. What conversations do you have with your OC pregame? Like, do y'all, 
uh, really talk about the strategy for the game uh, on a game to game basis. You know, how do you want to attack the defense? Um, and do you have the ability to kind of like just throw some ideas at him on what types of plays that you want to call? Uh, yes, sir. Definitely. So early in the week, he tell me like, all right, cool. What are the five plays that you want to see us run? I give him the five plays and then we'll work on them. We'll rep them. If they work, they work in practice. So we pretty much think they're working the game because they play it the same way. Defense, defense. They still have the same zones that they have to get to. They man, they switches that they need to do. They same reads also. So our defense do a pretty good job of giving us that look. So, I mean, me and Coach Fred, we talk all the time, though. We talk all the time. So we're usually on the same page about everything. And if we're not on the same page, we make sure we talk, communicate, and get on the same page. Okay. So so you weren't eyeballing him when he was running the call on them damn run plays and, and didn't, didn't want to throw the ball. You already knew what it was what it was. You knew be. what the game plan. We already knew what it was because kind of what they were doing, it was like a drop eight. So when you drop eight, you gotta condense all the passing lanes. We don't want to be throwing the ball right into it. I wasn't even worried about it. I was like, you know what? If this is the game plan, this is what we're going with. We're going to trust the gumbo. We got it. Nice. Well, trust the gumbo. I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. Write that down. <laughs> I write that down. Let's quote that. <laughs> Tell us what you were thinking. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, but, but, you know, even though, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of running, you still got that 70 yarder, which I think you just kicked it into a couple of gears as that play developed. Can you take, take us through your eyes and what you saw? And when you said, okay, here's my opportunity. Uh, can you, and, and your, and your words. So on that play, I can't tell you the name of the play, but it's the option route from the outside H receiver. So I was looking at him to give me which option he was going to take. Was he going to curl it up or was he going to keep going? Only thing is, he didn't give me an option. He kind of got lost on the route because of the technique of the defensive back. It was an inside shade. Usually when it's an inside shade, we keep going because he shouldn't be able to get back to a deep ball on that. I should just be able to fade him out. But he didn't really run it right. So I was like, all right, cool. He didn't run the route right. Looked down to the back. I was like, it's a little bit too late. So once I took it out back door, I was like, all right, cool. Just basically just went back across field. When I started running, I was like, oh, ain't nobody over here. Yeah. <laughs> turn it up. <laughs> and turn we up could see you here. thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it, it was a surprise because I was like, I thought he was going to be a linebacker back on this side, but it was nobody. So I was like, you know what? We done brought. The deep over concepts, we done brought another shallow concept. I was like, yeah, nobody should be over here again. And I just had to go ahead and get on my high horse. I got you. Yeah. Hit that turbo button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. tell us, what did you, now, now we got to talk about the other play. Tell us, what did you see when you threw that one pick? As immediately, we, we could tell that you was like, oh, man, why did I do that? What, what did you, you see? Uh, we thought they was going to bring a cowboy blitz. So the cornerback took two shuffles inside. And the way that they played the coverage, they had three high safeties. Uh, the middle safety was just known as a cat in their defense, in their formation. So it was like, all right, cool. So it was basically just a high-low read on the safety. But if it's already a deep safety, he'll just stay on top. That didn't happen. So when he took those two shuffles in, he was just reading the three-step drop at that point. And when he jumped it, I was like, oh, all right, you got me on that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. uh, well, you quickly adjusted and uh, 
answer back rules. <laughs> yeah. We just seen how they were playing it though, because the only thing that gave us a little bit of a little bit of problems is that the cornerback was off like seven to eight yards. Usually if he gonna be in the flats, he all the way down press down. They ain't play it like that. So it's a little different, but we still got this same defense for the next two weeks for sure. And we'll see that same look. So it's all about adjusting now, learning from our mistakes and not letting it happen again. Yeah. yeah, based on film, I got to believe that Abilene is going to make some adjustments. <laughs> and absolutely. that's probably going to open up that passing lane, so it's going to be head or gut. Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. However they want it, you know, y'all can give it to them. So we're looking for you to go 9-1 uh, and one as a starter after next week. Um, so good luck at, against Abilene Christian. I understand the band is not going to travel with you guys, but, uh, you know, you're going to have a fan base that's going to be with you this week because we're still in Texas. So we're coming up the road with y'all. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, you you get that pity light in, and if that doesn't work by by Wednesday, man, go and do a big mile and them say get you some pickle juice, bro. Nah, <laughs> man. Shit. Hey, Texas, your address. We gonna ship you a box the of pickle juice. Some pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got time to play. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We gonna take a quick break here. We'll be right back. We are back for some We Ready shout out. So who you got, Mike? Oh, I got my man, Luis Money Reyes, field goal kicker for the Panthers, baby. Kicking 30, 40 yards with room to spare. Hey, he was ready. He ready. He's ready. Shanetta, what you got? I want to give uh, I want to talk about Kadero Hodge and Quentin Bell, our former Panther football stars who signed, made the the roster for the Atlanta Falcons, they were ready. They ready. They ready. ready. And they All keep right. cashing checks. It is. <laughs> it is. All right, Shanetta, take us on out of here. PV. You, you know. Tempo is still the tempo. Somebody we need that metronome. Drug it out too long. You know? <laughs> and I will say this. When we did it in person yesterday. It was much better. It yeah. was much better because. <laughs> You didn't got that network one or two uh, touch in agreement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm saying you go back and listen to it. It was on the money. It's something about, it's something about this virtual thing, man. We just jacked stuff up. So we need to be graded on a scale. Okay, so you got a curve, the virtual curve. curve. Yes. All right, all right. We'll take that. Hey, we out. All right, all right, all right. <laughs>